This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. For those that enjoyed the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. The leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's Manscaped.com. This. Jameis Winston is no Drew Brees. And... You're going to have to be Drew Brees for this Saints team to come out of the NFC. I don't see that happening. You don't have to. I believe in that defense, though. I believe in that defense, and I believe in Kamara, and I believe in Michael Thomas, but I'm not sure about Winston yet. He doesn't even have to be great. He just has to be good. And I think he is one of the most talented quarterbacks. You talk about arm strength, accuracy. Listen, environment matters, right? Just like we learned about – Matthew Stafford in Detroit, never winning a playoff game. Environment matters. This team has leaders. This team has been knocking on the door for the last five years, and finally they have a complete package. You got Chris Olave, who's going to be the opposite of Michael Thomas on the outside. They brought in leaders. Marcus May is on this team now. I know they lost Marcus Williams, but Marcus May. They brought in a honey badger, a champion, a showing up bona fide baller to come back with Cam Jordan. They have leaders on that squad now. And you, the, my only concern was, okay, how are they going to replace Armstead? When they go out there and get Trevor Penny, who really delighted everybody at the Senior Bowl at Northern Iowa, they have Ramchak, who's an all-pro on the other side. This team has no flaws. Message. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Come on in. Come on in. 
come on in the room because we got a lot to talk about on this edition of the state of the saints podcast we're going to be talking about the mainstream media and why do they constantly hate on the new orleans saints now what you heard was uh from espn's first take this morning when the topic was uh are the chargers the most complete team that was that was the topic of conversation but of course bart scott uh thought that the new orleans saints were a little bit more complete than the chargers and of course everybody seems to want to bring up anytime they want to discredit the saints they're always talking about Jameis winston Jameis winston is the linchpin here Jameis winston is the reason why the saints aren't going to be successful Jameis winston is the reason why uh the saints will never be anything because Jameis winston for some apparent reason isn't anything and Jameis winston is the only quarterback in nfl history uh that is unsavable no matter what organization that he goes to no matter what uh, offense that they decide to run no matter who is his coach he is not good enough to be the starting quarterback not just on the new orleans saints team but anywhere i i mean honestly why is it that in the national football league you have quarterbacks who have struggled throughout the years guys like ryan Tannehill guys like Kirk Cousins, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, but nobody seems to constantly, consistently brings up these guys' transgressions, but they are still talking about Jameis Winston and stuff that he did when he was at Florida State. Jameis Winston is a 28-year-old man, okay? The things that they are talking about with Jameis happened when he was 19 and 20 years old. And yet they are still holding these things over his head. They are still talking about something that happened three seasons ago. This guy has been on the Saints team going into his third season. And yet they are continuously talking about this dude. And they make it seem as if this dude is unsavable. They act as if this dude has absolutely no, I mean, no talent, no skill, no nothing. And I got something, man. I want to I want to uh put this up here. If y'all can just allow me a second. I want to make sure that uh I put this up here. It was something that I seen earlier. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to in just a second. But thank you all for being here. I'm just trying to trying to put up on phone and uh put it put it out there. But it, it is something that that I saw and something I feel like needs to be discussed needs to be seen and um it's something that they're not really you know showing because this right here this is going to speak volumes this is going to speak absolute volumes right here as i upload the picture to the to the room shouts out to everybody in the chat right now the 86 people that's here right now i ask that you go ahead and hit that subscription button go ahead and subscribe to the channel that's subscribe button right there all right just like that like that like that <laughs> go ahead and hit that but i got a picture i want to show you all right this is a picture of the nfc and the afc quarterbacks the final four going into a super bowl all right it was back in 2017 all right 
These were the quarterbacks that had opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Okay, I don't even, like, what, he's playing for the Browns or something like that right now? You got Nick Foles. I think he's still in Chicago. Blake Bortles, he had a little cup of tea with the Saints, but where is he right now? And you have the legendary Tom Brady. These guys right here, the three, Foles, Keenum, Bortles, none of those guys, in my opinion, are making their way to the Hall of Fame. Nobody is going to put them in a conversation for the most elite quarterbacks of all time. But yet, these guys had an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, right? Thank you. Uh, Rosie, he playing for Buffalo. Thank you very much. I wouldn't have known. Don't really care. But it serves a purpose here. All I know is this. <laughs> and Nick Foles with the coats. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's my whole point. Where's Blake Bortles? Where he at? Nowhere to be found. You know why? Because those guys played themselves out of starting jobs. And they played themselves out of the league. But yet, you're trying to convince me that Jameis Winston, with that Saints defense, and all that talent around him is incapable of going to the NFC Championship or going to the Super Bowl. You got to be freaking kidding me. They can miss me with that nonsense right here. But there's another clip that I didn't play. It was something that Bart Sky said toward the end. Uh, I want to go ahead and play this clip real quick. And already, this team has beaten Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady, four out of five times. And the only time they lost, it was because Drew Brees was the quarterback and they weren't able to push the ball down the field. So they just packed the middle of the field and played and played everything in front. I'm telling you, the Saints are a legitimate threat to be a Super Bowl champion. And I think we're going to erase all the narratives that we had about Jameis Winston, all the funny stuff, him sucking his fingers, him stealing crab legs. Ha, ha, ha. This guy is a pro. This guy is a, is a respected leader. And now he's, he's, he's around a bunch of other leaders. And for everybody who's talking about, well, Sean Payton's not there, well, neither is Bruce Aarons. I think they're going to be – they should be the favorite. And they are the most complete team in football. Right? Message. All I'm saying is this man was spitting. And I, I look, it, you can talk about opinions and all that kind of stuff there. That guys try to make points based on their opinions. This dude had more facts than opinions. Tyron Matthew coming to the New Orleans Saints, one of the most respected safeties in football, one of the best safeties in football, right? That's he's a leader. That's a fact. Cameron Jordan. Legendary Saint, multi-time Pro Bowler, right? Double-digit sacks, constantly. Leader of the team, facts. Demario Davis, leader of the team, facts. Marcus May, very underrated safety. Played for the Jets, the reason why nobody really give this dude any type of respect, facts, right? They went out here and they got Chris Olave, first-round pick out of Ohio State. Proven that he can go out here and play in big moments and make plays. Check. Michael Thomas, one of the best wide receivers in football, right? All the catches, 149 catches, offensive player of the year. Before he went down and got hurt, now he's back. Do you don't think that's going to affect anything? He think it does. Facts. He said that the Saints beat Tampa Bay four out of the last five times. Fact. The fact that he was talking about everybody was talking about Drew Brees, but Drew Brees not being able to throw the ball down the field, which we talked about. 
constantly here on the show, which make me feel like I'm a prophet because everything he said throughout the course of time, I've said Drew Brees' inability to get the ball down the field, right, is the main reason, right? That's what we've been talking about. And that was the reason why people was be able to sit on routes. That is a fact. So the same person that they're saying that the Saints are without towards the last two years was the main reason why the Saints couldn't get over the hump. I don't care if you're the biggest Drew Brees supporter or not. You got to say in that Minnesota wildcard game that he played in, that was not his best showing. And that game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely wasn't his best showing. But people are saying that the Saints are going to be nothing without Drew Brees. Now, Drew Brees is a great quarterback, and I think we all can agree to that. But he was limited towards the end of his career. Facts. Right? Everybody's talking about, oh, Sean Payton isn't there anymore. Right? Sean Payton ain't here. Sean Payton ain't here. But nobody is saying anything about Todd Bowles replacing Bruce Arians. Right? Bruce Arians is a Super Bowl winning coach. But nobody is saying anything about that. Right? Nobody is mentioning that. Nobody is mentioning that that Bruce Arians is no longer the coach. Everybody's giving Ty Bowles the benefit of the doubt. Everybody's giving Ty Bowles the benefit of the doubt. But just like Dennis Allen, he coached a team, and he was not very good at being a head coach. Did he not coach the Jets? Did he have more losses than wins? Last time I checked, the Jets did not make the playoffs when Ty Bowles was a head coach, just like Dennis Allen. So why are you trying to feed us this nonsense like Tampa can weather the storm. And Tampa couldn't even beat the New Orleans Saints with they, when they had Bruce Arians and when they had Tom Brady. The dude was speaking nothing but the facts. I don't care if you are a Saints fan or not. The fact remained the same. The Saints have Tampa number, and the Saints defense is only going to get better as they develop chemistry. And nobody seems to be paying attention to that. But I guarantee, doggone T, I guarantee. If this was another team, if this was the Giants, if this was the Cowboys, if this was the Bears, if this was the Packers, hell, because of Brady, if this was the Bucks and they got all that talent that the Saints have, let Tom Brady get his hands on Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and you know what I'm saying, and all these other guys that's around, right? Let, let, let him get his hands on them. Everybody will be talking about, you know what I'm saying, the Bucks going back to the Super Bowl. I don't care. You can put the most mediocre quarterback out there. If he is a big media market, they still going to be saying that that team is going to be better. But nobody is giving the Saints any type of credit because you're telling me that you have to have elite quarterback play. Elite quarterback play in order for you to be able to make the Super Bowl. But I just showed you all the pictures of four individuals. Three of those individuals are not even starters right now. One, I don't even think is in the league. But this was your AFC and NFC championship game about five years ago. But you're telling me that Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston isn't capable of leading the Saints with that defense and all that talent to an NFC championship game, NFC championship game, or possibly a Super Bowl. Man, you got to be freaking kidding me. I, I will not buy that at all okay just say that the saints can't have a seat at the table just say it just say that we rather talk about other teams that have bigger media markets because we want to be able to 
uh, appease, you know, Campbell Soup and 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 E Trade. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's let's be real about this. Let's just let's just call it for what it is. You want to discredit this team because the Saints do not have a, a winning pedigree of consistent win and legendary moments when uh you know what I'm saying Craig Sable was filming it, right? You know what I'm saying? You got Lambo field and guys blowing frost out their helmet. And everybody's still living off these nostalgic moments and they're giving these guys credibility based on these moments. But don't tell me that the energy will not be different if it wasn't for a team that was in a bigger market. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. And y'all know Bar Scott was telling the truth. You had, I, I posted this same video on Twitter, right? It's been viewed over 103,000 times. And you have people that's not even Saints fans conceding, saying, man, the Saints on paper look like they're the most legit team in the league. Now, we're not talking about, look, I want people to understand this. I'm not saying you got to have the same type of energy as me, Jerry King, Arthur, Mario, Irvin, Tyrone. I, I don't want you to have the same energy. Right, I'm not expecting you to. We eat, sleep, and breathe this ish over here. But what I'm saying is, you need to be able to give the devil its due. If 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 I I, I guarantee you, y'all know me. If the Falcons had a team like this, I laugh and say the Falcons gonna Falcon, but I still would give them the credit. Okay, man, they look pretty good on paper. They look like you know what I'm saying a legit team. I'm not just gonna discredit these dudes because I hate the Falcons, right? I mean, we know it's going to be inevitable. We talking about the Falcons, but still, <laughs> I would give them credit. They do not want to get us. If this was Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, you would have Skip Bayless turning backflips off the table on undisputed. You would have these guys going in every single day about how the Cowboys going to be a Super Bowl contender. They had absolutely no rebuttal, and if you notice. While Bart Scott was talking, when he was making those compelling points, they had a few seconds where you can actually see Stephen A. looking at his notes, trying to find a rebuttal. But you, you can look all you want to, Stephen A. Stephen A., I, look, I got to admit, he's extremely entertaining. He works hard at it, what he does. Man, he's on every platform. And you got to have some type of work ethic. And you have to have a certain level of energy to do all the things that he does. But he had no rebuttal. And the only thing that they can go back to is what he did, what he did in 2019. Even Molly, she was like, well, you want to talk about Jameis Winston? This man just made a point about Matthew Stafford. The same thing, the same way that people were talking about Matthew Stafford. He's not that good. He's not that talented. He, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he can't win a big game. Can't make the play, game, win the playoff game. This man won a Super Bowl. Left. Went to the chart, I mean, went to the Rams under Sean McVay, and in one year, with the talent that he had, the Rams were able to make it and win the freaking Super Bowl. Now, the Rams are a talented team. You got Aaron Donald, arguably the best defensive player in football right now, but still, he had to make some plays. So you're telling me that environment don't matter. You're telling me that scheme don't matter. You telling me that culture don't matter. That's what you're trying to tell me. You're trying to tell me that no matter who, who, no matter where this person goes, they're going to stink. 
it makes absolutely no sense. I, I'm not buying it. I'm I am not buying it. I'm sorry. But I want to give big ups to Bar Scott, you know, and not because he, you know what I'm saying, because I'm a Saints fan, but it's the truth. It's just the truth, man. It, it's just the truth. Like, I, I just don't understand how they just completely discredit the Saints and how a Giants player can come back from an injury. Everybody banking on Saquon Barkley to make a triumphant comeback, right? Because it, they want the Giants to be successful. But Michael Thomas, oh, you know what I'm saying? Michael Thomas, he damn is good. So he ain't going to be as good as he used to be. So, man, come on, man. Just, just come out here and just say that you want to make E-Trade happy. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure that they continue to sponsor the show. Just, just you know what I'm saying? Just, just tell us that you want to uh, have Ameritrade happy. Just say that you want to have Bank of America happy and all those other investment uh sponsors that you have just go ahead out here and just say that and just say we want to entertain you and they have a lot of dallas cowboys that watch the show that's why they're going down to big d next week right just go ahead and say it just go ahead and say it. just say man look the dallas cowboy fans we just trying to appease to them and we just want to make them feel like they matter and we want to make them feel like they can actually make it every single year and we've been selling this story since 1996 and they ain't done a damn thing since but we're going to continue to tweet this over and over again. That's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to do this because we need the wheels to keep turning. We need Disney to be happy. We need to continue for these checks to come in. And we don't, we don't have no time for these smaller market teams that's getting better every single year. We ain't got no time for that. Just go ahead and say it so we can just go on with our lives and, you know, just move on from it and just kind of ignore what the heck y'all are doing because that's exactly what you're doing. And, it, and it's been proven after a take like that so thank you bar scott thank you very much for exposing them boys that same narrative that they're trying to feed everybody and they're trying to continue to discredit Jameis winston by bringing up stuff he did at florida state when he was getting three hots in a cot and you know what I'm saying he was getting his pillows from walmart which i'm pretty sure he probably wasn't but still if you've been in college you know you got your pillows from walmart but let's go ahead and read some of these comments man let's go with heart Nick Foles isn't a better quarterback than Jameis, and he won one with the Eagles. You can't convince me otherwise. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Look, I, I actually like Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is a system quarterback, obviously. And the only system he can play in involves uh, Doug Peterson. I think he'll be good with Frank Wright. You know what I'm saying? I think he will because Frank Wright was very instrumental in, in Carson Wentz's development. Carson Wentz had a really good season last year. I know people ain't, aren't talking about it. Because once again, he kind of fallen into that category, you know, of an unsavable quarterback. I actually like Carson Wentz. I, I really do. I just think that he's one of those guys that's kind of, you know, got because in 2017, the man tore everything he had. Okay. This man was walking on the cane. He was out there looking like uh the dude with the deep voice from Boys to Men. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know the one that always had the deep voice, talked in the middle of every song. Baby, I love you. He he used to walk with a cane, right? That's what that what Carson Wentz looked like. That's what he looked like. You know, and people just feel like this man just needed to come back. Like, and, and I, I don't know, man. I just think that it was, you know, I think that it was the system. And Frank Reich is a really good coach. I think Nick Foles is a serviceable quarterback, but I agree. I don't think he's better than Jameis. That's just, I mean, that's my opinion. Brady about to retire again, and he going to get a divorce. <laughs> well, I look, I look, I hope not. I hope this man, I, I don't. I don't lobby for divorce. I ain't trying to see this man lose his wife. You know, I ain't trying to see that, man. Um, You know, 
I hope that everything work out. I hope that him and his his wife stay married forever. You know, I know how hard it is to be married and maintain, you know, maintain communication and all that kind of stuff. And and I'm I know it's got to be extremely hard when she knows deep down inside he might love something more than he love her, and that's football. You know, but I hope they can be able to. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I ain't trying to pray on that, but yeah, I think you know, I think he got a few more years. This might be his last year. I, I really do. I, I really feel like the reason he stepped away from the team probably because, you know, his wife probably got upset. She probably thought that when he retired, she was going to have him to herself. And, you know, now he's kind of playing makeup. You know, I think that's what it is. I think he took that time to, you know, be able to spend time with the family because it meant, you know, a lot to Giselle. I'm just speculating, but I mean, that's the only logical reason I can think of. People hype up the 49ers, even though they have an inexperienced quarterback. Exactly. Everybody get the benefit of the doubt, but Jameis Winston, right? Crazy how Brady is always the reason people don't give tr- uh, credit towards the Saints or any team in general. Like, please, they just ignore it due to rings. The Saints aren't ringless. Look, I just think that the fact is they love themselves some Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, once again, is a ratings tool. Tom Brady, right? Pump- pumping them up. And look, I ain't trying to hate on Tom Brady because Tom Brady has the Bucks in a position they have not been in in a very long time, and that's a winning and that's in a winning position. I'm not gonna hate on him for that. I think he deserves to be talked about. He's a legend. He's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, depending on how you look at quarterbacks. But at the same time, like we cannot be oblivious and act as if the New Orleans Saints, have, you know, what I'm saying don't have his number and they're not better than the Buccaneers. I don't care. Look, Buccaneer fans will tell you it, it, all that matters is it, the playoffs. Okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay. Making it to the playoffs is important. Winning Super Bowls is important. But it still don't tell the whole story. It, it, you can you can try to validate that in your mind and say, oh, you know what I'm saying? It, my team is better than yours because we won the Super Bowl. Now, look, it don't work like that. Look, I, I'm just being serious, man. You ain't about to tell me that – you know, a guy like Bill Cartwright, okay? Bill Cartwright, what, he got about three championships, right, with the Chicago Bulls, if I'm not mistaken? You're going to tell me Bill Cartwright was better than Carl Malone? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what you're trying to feed to me. Just because he was in a championship position don't mean that he's better. The Saints are better than the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers know that. And they, they hanging their hat on that divisional win, but they know what it is. They know what time it is, man, and they know if the saints have a quarterback that can be able to get the ball over the top, they know they done because they can't even move the football against the saints. I mean, seriously, they cannot move. They cannot move the football versus the saints. Go look at those statistics. Even when they beat the saints in the divisional rounds because of the turnovers, they were, they had half a field. All they, all they had to do is get at least 20 yards. At least you're going to get a field goal out the deal. They can't even move the football. The Saints have played these boys twice at home and they haven't scored. They scored three points. They have not beaten the Saints in a regular season since 2018. Since I started the State of the Saints podcast. Do y'all not understand? I mean, do y'all not understand it? I started the State of the Saints podcast in 2018. That is the last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the New Orleans Saints in a regular season. Do y'all understand it? Do people understand it? And no matter if you got Tom Brady, Jan Brady, Greg Brady, I don't care who you got, what Brady you got, the Saints still have your number, period. 
and you can talk like it's good you want a Super Bowl that's the ultimate goal but don't feed me like y'all better than the Saints you know that don't give you superiority over over a team because you know any team can be any team on any given Sunday this is a do or die situation how many NCAA tournaments have we seen in life where we seen a mid-major team beat a powerhouse the I guarantee you if you had the best of seven series that may be the only game that that mid-major win this is a win and go home situation that don't mean absolutely nothing you ain't about to tell me that a, you beat a, a team beat you four times out of five and you still better than them because oh yeah because y'all got a trophy in it like come on man i understand they saying super bowls are everything but you know don't don't feed me that they, they got a lot of teams in my opinion end up losing in the playoffs but they you know what I'm saying they're a better football team I see uh I like seeing the Vikings lose because the fans won't stop bringing up 2009. Well, look, I think the Vikings, you know, I, I think the Vikings are a really good football team. And, you know, they one of those teams that they always seem to get the Saints. They they are to the Saints what we are to the Eagles. <laughs> you know, like in in the regular season, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the Eagles might win. They won the last couple of times we uh we played them. But in a postseason, we always end up beating them, you know, in order to advance in the playoffs, right? It just kind of they that's what the Vikings are to the Saints. It's crazy, right? All wins needed uh was a Monica uh to be the the planets, <laughs> the planets peanut. Man. <laughs> All you need was a top hat. <laughs> oh man. Monaco, like, look, <laughs> look, Carson Wentz was uh, hurt, man. He man tore everything he had. He tore his ACL, his LCL, what you ACL, LCL, MDL, FBI, CIA, NAACP. <laughs> this man, <laughs> AARP, he tore it all, man. And, and people just, I mean, that man was really hurt. I, I don't think that you can just turn on and turn off that type of talent that he had man that man was gonna win mvp if he didn't get hurt if he didn't get hurt he would have won mvp that year the saints have one of the top three or four rosters in the nfc this year to me i think they got the number one I, i'm serious i understand you got the packers i understand you got the rams i, I think they got the best roster on paper now i'm like i said you got to play the games of course you got to play the game got to play the game uh, I think Brady going to show his age this year. It's inevitable. Mm, I mean, he been he been winning that battle, man. I, I can't I can't bet that. Uh, I tell them, man, y'all beat us uh, uh, two playoff games after that, and y'all still salty. Um, <laughs> uh, the only because nothing can I guess they didn't get the ultimate goal right, which it was the Super Bowl. The only reason Brady came out of retirement because he still had one year left on his contract. Mm, I don't know, man. I think he came back because he still loved to play the game. And, you know, he's still playing on a high level. And, and when you know that you can still play the game and you, no matter if you got these young guns out here with the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, and like, no matter what, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going toe-to-toe with these dudes and I'm still beating them. So I, I guess that's kind of hard to get away from. But I hope that, you know, he don't end up playing too long. I say that's the worst thing. It's like when a legend, you know, you be 
You know what I'm saying? You'd be happy to see him go. I, I, I don't I don't feel like a guy should play. I think you should play at uh to a point where if you play on a high level, people like, man, he still can play. I think I think he should have walked away the way that he did. Because here's the thing: you got seven Super Bowls. Your last moment, you, you lost in the playoffs, but that was almost a heroic comeback. So you and you know what I'm saying, you still was out there putting together some magic. So I I don't know I don't know what you I don't know what you trying to prove now you already got more uh, Super Bowls than any other player in, in in history right I mean I don't know what more you want thank you TJ for addressing the facts of this issue this franchise has reached a level for total acknowledgement especially our players Jeff Saturday sucks <laughs> uh, maybe he's salty about the Super Bowl uh, let's see I work in barbershops so I have to hear it all the time. I tell them we ain't hurt nobody. All we hurt was feelings. <laughs> that NFL top 100 list is a joke. That's another shot at some of them same players. I mean, if you don't think that these guys get slighted, this team gets slighted, look no further than the NFL top 100. Like, I'm not even being a homer. If you look at, like, some of these statistics, PFF, and, you know what I'm saying, all these stats, it just don't match up. Like, you're telling me. I, I I said this on Twitter. You're telling me that Marshawn Lattimore is the 89th player, the 89th best player in the National Football League, right? And I'm pretty sure, you know, Jair Alexander, he was he was at the top, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he's at the top of the list. But if you look at it, Marshawn Lattimore has more pass deflections. He has more interceptions. He has more tackles. Then Jaya Alexander, but they're trying to feed that. And don't tell me that that isn't because Jaya Alexander gets more exposure because Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. Don't tell me that. I like Jaya Alexander. I've been watching this dude since Louisville. And I was like, I watched him since he was like a sophomore at Louisville when they were like in the top. I want to say it was like in the top five when Lamar Jackson was there. Don't tell me, you know, that I, I ain't about to say that he ain't good. But don't make it seem like he just leaps and bounds better. I just think that it's about placement. You play for a legendary team, and you got a high-profile, legendary quarterback. So you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Like, you're going to tell me Trayvon Diggs, who every, you know what I'm saying, stay getting roasted and toasted in practice. Just because he got hands like a wide receiver is better? His cover skills is sorry, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, let's just be real about this. Don't tell me. I know he had 11 interceptions. That's impressive. But the dude has very little cover skills whatsoever. So all these guys up here, like you're saying they're better than Marshawn Lattimore, I don't believe that. And I feel like you should be able to put him on the list, especially since he locks up the wide receiver that plays for the quarterback you constantly talk about, which is Tom Brady. But what do I know? I don't know anything. I guess. I digress. Uh, I, I agree, TJ, about uh, Brady. What else you got uh, to prove uh, what uh, the eighth Super Bowl reign going to do? That's the seventh uh, didn't do. Just retire while you can uh, make that choice. But, hey, I get it. No, I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. I don't understand what you're playing for. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what how his wife feel, how his family feel. Like, what are you playing for? Like, what, what, what can you possibly be regretting? You know, I don't know. 
I, I feel like at this particular point, and I'm not even just, I, I promise you, I'm not just saying this because they're in the same division because honestly, like I said, the Saints have his number. So why would I care? This is kind of selfish. Seriously, like what are you actually playing for? Like I, I, like I, if my, if his family is upset, I'm not saying that they are, but if his family is upset, I can understand why they're upset. Like, what are you playing for? Like you, like you already the legend. Everybody consider you the goat. Like, what are you playing for still? Like, why are you missing my recitals? Why are you missing my soccer games? Why are you missing my football games? Right? You're a legend. There's nothing. There's nothing more Tom Brady can possibly do to cement his legacy. Like, if, if they would make an exception to the Hall of Fame rule for this dude. Like, if he was to retire, they can, they'll make a rule for him to be in the next year. How credible his career was. Or is, rather. So, I'm like, what are you playing for? Like, the, the roar of the crowd, the cheer of the people. Maybe, you know, like, you sat around and you realized that people weren't really talking about you and the game moves on. Like, no matter how great you are, and you notice, like, you was being talked about and then all of a sudden nobody's really saying anything about you anymore. So, that made you come back? I don't know. Like this is, I'm sorry. If his if his family is upset by this, I can completely understand this because you have to be asking at this point, what are you playing for? TJ, the only media members who I've seen that aren't sleeping on the Saints are Keyshawn Johnson, Chris Roussard, uh, Marcus Spears, Dan Olowski, and Bar Scott. Well, you got you know Keyshawn Johnson, of course. I mean, you know, his his nephew played for the Saints, Michael Thomas, so I think he got a little favoritism there. But I can understand why he feel that way. Chris Broussard, yeah, I mean, he's a Jameis supporter. Marcus Spears, yeah, I mean, he, he you know, he pretty a, a pretty straight shooter. Dan Olowski, same way. And Bart Scott, you know, man, pretty evident. I've been a Bucks fan for 27 years. God bless you, brother. <laughs> that's a lot of commitment but you know uh let's see so you uh went through some rough years huh <laughs> uh i promise i'm not wishing injury on nobody but i feel like brady behind the interior o-line might be pushing that thing one year too far we'll see we'll see man i hope i hope not i hope you don't get hurt man i don't, don't want to see anybody i don't care who you play for i ain't trying to see nobody get hurt i ain't trying to see nobody get no bread taken out of their mouth I ain't trying to see nobody set themselves back. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you play for the, the Falcons, Panthers, Bucks, whoever, Cowboys. I don't want to see nobody get hurt. I don't care if that person's so effective. If You know what I'm saying? Like, we get so frustrated with them. You know, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. There, there are not 50 players in the NFL better than Kamara either. I agree. I agree with that. The national media loved the Saints when Breeze was the quarterback. No, they didn't. <laughs> uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they did not. They did not love. They did not love the New Orleans Saints at all. They did. They didn't love the Saints. The Saints just started to like. To me, the last three years of Drew Brees' career is when like the Saints started to like get some attention, and I think that had a lot to do with the fact that he was the last of the Mohegans. Tom Brady, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Drew Brees. Then you had Eli Manning. Eli Manning retired, right? Phillip Rivers retired. I mean, I feel like they were the last of the Mohegans. So, of course, 
they then they start like getting the attention. Okay, we ain't got we ain't got Manning no more. We ain't got Eli no more. Uh, we ain't got Philly Rib no more. You know what I'm saying? All we got is Brady and Breeze. So and then of course it was like Brady comes to the division. Now we got to talk about him, right? Now we got to talk about what the Saints going to do because now we got to, you know what I'm saying, put them in a position where we can sell these games on Fox now, right? I mean, Drew Brees, man, Drew Brees has always been the bridesmaid and never the bride. This man in his leg- most legendary seasons always got overshadowed by Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Like, seriously, people talk about Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers kind of fell like he fell into like a good spot right you you was like towards the tail end of Peyton Manning's career and the only person you really had to compete with was Tom Brady and the thing about it was you didn't even play in the same division you didn't play in the same division this time so you didn't even have to like have that Drew Brees was always the bridesmaid throughout his entire career Drew Brees gonna throw for 6,000 yards they still gonna find a reason not to give him MVP he can throw for 40 touchdowns and they still gonna find a reason not to give him MVP he can lead this team when they ain't have defense year after year after year, and they still gonna find a reason not to get his dude MVP. Seriously. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. He just he towards the end of his career, when they everybody started to retire and some of the old guards started to leave, that's when you start to see Drew Brees really getting the respect that he deserved. Man, it was all, all you know. It took about 11 crack reels for this dude to actually get some respect and some notoriety and, and consider a, a true legend in the league. I believe he came back due to the lack of quarterbacks of our division at the time. Now uh, he'll second guess it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can talk about that, but Trevor Simeon beat him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, shoot, you, you lost to Trevor Simeon, uh, you know what's called uh Jameis winston was about to beat you out uh, i mean about to be you about to win the game it seems like no matter who the quarterback is the same still gonna win you know uh not every team can have a brady mahomes rogers allen burrows wilson or herbert yeah that's true but still you still can find ways to win let's go back to this list mahomes lost in the playoffs last year Brady lost in the playoffs. Rodgers won Super Bowl. Mahomes won Super Bowl. Brady was seven. Allen, none. Burrow just got here, but he was in the Super Bowl. Wilson won. I mean, yeah, Wilson won Super Bowl. Herbert just got here. So all those guys are good and they all right, but still they got something to prove and they still beatable. They still beatable. All these guys have lost on, a, you know what I'm saying, a big game. So it's it's not like these dudes can't be can't be beat. But yeah, I, I realize what you're saying. Like they're really good quarterbacks, but that don't mean that uh, you know a, a a good quarterback instead of like above average. Even if you're above average or borderline elite, you still you know what I'm saying like you still can beat those elite quarterbacks, even if you're not in that top tier. TJ, who needs a big performance tomorrow to survive being cut this weekend? I, look, I'm 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 glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Keen Arthur, so we can kind of switch gears. 178 people here right now. I appreciate it. Thank y'all so much. I ask that you hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button like that. Like that. Like that. If you have not already, also hit that like button if you have not already. But as far as like having a good performance, uh, Keen Arthur, there, there's a few guys that I feel like need to step it up. Uh, one guy that stands out to me is Traquan Smith. 
because Traquan Smith is one of those guys that's on a bubble, right? Um, I don't I, look. I know I've been pretty harsh on Ian Book. Yes, I don't think he's good. Yes, I think he stinks. Yes, I think he's a waste of a roster spot. Yes, I think that it was a waste of a fourth round pick. But hey, he's not going to make the team anyway. So, and like my guy Jeff Nowak said earlier, uh, why even waste your time? I'm talking about guys that actually have a chance of making a team that possibly lose their spot. Traquan Smith needs to step it up. Uh, he needs to go out there and have himself a, a, a solid performance. Uh, he, ha- I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to give him more opportunities. It didn't serve a purpose. I mean, I won't say it didn't. Uh, it didn't help his cause. I should say it didn't help his cause that I seen him as one of the last uh, guys still out there uh, running routes. Okay, it seemed like to me they were trying to give him more opportunities to make plays. So he has to step it up, man. You can't miss passes like that in the back of the end zone, right? So that's a guy that I feel like. Uh, uh, Abram Smith uh, looked good, 4.8 yards of carry. Was toting the mail. Feel like he probably did the best out of the running backs I've seen. I'm, I'm not counting Dwayne Washington. I'm talking about guys that are probably going to be toting the pill, right? Uh, the Divina Zigbos, possibly. Uh, the uh, uh, Tony Jones Juniors, possibly. Yeah, Abram Smith has a chance to make this team. He runs the ball really well, but you got to have ball security, man. You can't put the ball on the ground. I don't care if you got the skills of a Bo Jackson, a Barry Sanders, Roger Craig. I don't care who it is. If you continue to drop the ball, nobody will know how great you are. Nobody will know how great you are. If you you suffer from fumbleitis, right? You know what I'm saying? Like You, you got to be able to tote the mail. If you don't, then I, you're not going to make the team. So I think if he can correct that mistake, if he can continue to have ball security, if he can hold on to that pill, I think he should be just fine because it seems like the Saints are going to give him opportunities to make the team. I feel like you're going to see a larger sample size of Abram Smith, and I think he's probably going to jump the depth chart. I think you've seen more of Devon Zigbo. I think you're probably going to see more snap from Abram Smith because I, I think they really like the guy. You wouldn't give this guy the type of money you would give to an undrafted rookie. You They normally don't give guys that type of money that they gave him uh to sign a contract so they they're really fully committed to this dude they want him to succeed so that's another guy that i'm looking at also a guy that didn't play last week that most likely will play this week is lucas crawl lucas crawl has been a fan favorite in camp everybody's excited to see what he can possibly do everybody likes his uh personality right you know i'm saying the energy that he brings he's a solid uh tight end um chris routes i mean he's really smooth for a tight end so i would like to see what he can do i think you're probably going to start seeing him around the uh second half so i want to see if he can actually make some plays uh latte taylor uh let's see if he can actually play he was injured last week i mean a lot of people have high expectations for him what's he going to do in this game are we going to see a latte taylor flash right i'm pretty sure he's going to be a part of that, that cornerback rotation so I would like to see that on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see what John Bostic can do. Let's see if he can actually make some tackles. The Saints signed him. Uh, he's been a little bit of a journeyman over the last couple of years, but he's a solid guy and he's he's played a lot of games, right? And he's uh he's won some games in this league. So let, let's see what he can possibly uh, do there. Uh, I would like to see Trevor Penning uh, get better as in pass protection. Uh, you know, see if he can have a better outing uh, in pass protection than he did last week. Uh, people were talking about how 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 high he graded among offensive linemen, but the majority of that grade came from his run uh, run blocking and not his pass blocking. 
So let's see if we can have some improvements on that. Uh, those are some guys that I'm actually looking at. I'm, I'm looking at guys that I feel like have an opportunity of making this team if they put forth a, a strong effort. I'm not so concerned about some of these guys that I know for a fact most likely aren't going to make the team. Like guys like Kirk Merritt, I like him, but it's going to be tough for him. Uh, Dejon Johnson, I, I mean, Dejon Dixon, rather, I think that he's going to most likely end up on the practice squad. All right. So I, I, I want to see these guys uh, succeed, but it's going to be hard for those guys, no matter, you know, what I'm saying how they're looking. Like they got to go out there and they got to really put their best foot forward and really take advantage of these moments in order for them to push up the depth chart. But those are some guys that I'm going to be on the lookout for. And uh, hopefully some of those guys can make some plays, man. Sean Payton, uh, it's the way. Uh, Breeze, best years with total crap defenses. A doggone shame. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. You know, Drew Breeze, prime. The Saints defense was terrible. They couldn't stop traffic with a stop sign, I often say. I mean, these guys couldn't stop a nosebleed. They were terrible. They sucked. Smoked like brisket, burnt like a biscuit. You know, like, that. I mean... There's a reason why that's one of the catchphrases here on the show is because it's secondary. Like, seriously, man, it was so bad. Watching Saints defense, watching that secondary. You know, like when a team snaps the ball and they you see a quarterback through a five or a seven step drop. And then you got that little small moment where the cameraman pans down the field. Right. And you like you can't see if the guy caught the pass just yet. But you holding your breath like, oh. You know what I'm saying? And more times than not, it was a big play. It was rather a pass interference because of bad technique or the wide receiver got, you know, got behind the cornerback. It was terrible, man. And Drew Brees had to weather the storm. Drew Brees had to continue to go out there and, and turn chicken-ish into chicken salad. You know, I, I mean, and people talk about Drew Brees and his, his – uh, you know, not winning multiple Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff there. But I just feel like towards the end of his career, when it was starting to like settle down and those injuries started to catch up with him and he wasn't able to be able to come back and bounce back the way that he did. I think sometimes, you know, we didn't take that into consideration. But some of us did. And it was times where, you know, even myself was a little bit critical of that. But as I, I look back and I have to take into account when, he really was cooking. That was your chance. Like, can you imagine Drew Brees? Let's just say 2014, 2015 with a defense they've had over the last three years. You ain't about to tell me they ain't gonna have at least one more Super Bowl. But you know, you live and you learn. And I also feel like, and I gotta say this. Um, Sean Payton held on to his friends way, 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 way too long. Like guys like the Joe Vitz of the world, like he, he held on to them dudes way too long. Like trying to get these guys to get the defense right, trying to get the like he held on to them cats too long, way too long. You know, and, and I just feel like that kind of just set it back. Now, some people would say, oh, it's because of Drew Brees' contract. Drew Brees was still taking up the majority of the contract when the lights started to come on. Jeff Ireland got here and they started to get better at recruiting. They they still they they was hitting them out the park, and Drew Brees still had a big contract, <clears throat> but they were able to weather the storm, right? 
as time went on. I just feel like Sean Payton just held on to them buds way too long. He, you know what I'm saying? And then like around 2015 or something like that, I think that was during the time when Drew Brees, like he even mentioned this, he said he thought about retiring because of the locker room coach. That's when they started to want to change the locker room. That's when they started to get guys into the locker room that was buying into the system and, and, and good leaders. That's when they start to like really make a commitment to that. But I feel like it was a little bit too late. And during that time, you were trying to like construct the defense and trying to turn it into something. But as you were trying to turn it into something, it, you know, Drew Brees was getting older. So, yeah, it was a race against the clock and unfortunately it lost. The most annoying one is Christian McCaffrey. I love this guy, but the way the NFL and Madden just keep ranking him as one of the best, if not best dual threat, uh, like he wasn't playing a full season. Look, I mentioned this, Tim, and thank you, man. Shouts out to Tim out there in Canada. Um, I mentioned this. Christian McCaffrey is the one player, no matter how many games he missed, no matter how many injuries he has, People seem to always want to put him in the consideration for top running backs. Now, this dude, out of 33 games, <coughs> he's missed 10. I mean, he's played 10. He's played 10 out of 33 games. Now, let's see. Let me. I ain't really good at math, but I think that's, that's 23 games he missed. But yet, people are still giving this dude the benefit of the doubt. Who's the top running back? Uh, number one, I gotta go with Derrick Henry. Number two, I gotta go with I, I gotta go with Jonathan Taylor. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. I know he hasn't played in God knows how long. I know he hasn't played since General Sherman was the general in <laughs> in the army. I know he he wasn't he hasn't played since Ulysses S. Grant was the general of the North. But yet, I still feel like he's one of the best running backs in the league. But yet, you're telling me. That Alvin Kamara can't get on this list? I mean, anybody. You know what I'm saying? He always seems to want to be on this list. But they tell me. They tell me, Tim. They say when a guy gets injured, he's a shell of himself. Can he bounce back? That's always the narrative. Can he bounce back? Can he bounce back? His ankle hurt. Can he bounce back? He tore his ACL. Can he bounce back? But no matter what happens, a hamstring, a knee injury, an ankle injury, a shoulder injury. Chris McCaffrey is Teflon done for some apparent reason. I, I, I don't get it. And I'm not even hating. The dude is an incredibly talented running back. But if you're going to feed me the narrative that if you get injured, <clears throat> you need to go down the list. How is it that this dude weathered the storm no matter what running back comes into the league and takes the league by storm? I don't know. Somebody tell me that. I, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue how this dude continues to weather the storm. How does he walk through the rain and not get wet without an umbrella? Uh, how did he do it? He he just walked through the rain, no umbrella, no, no um, raincoat, <coughs> and yet he still, <coughs> he never gets wet. Not to be racist, but they prop him up because he's white. Mm, interesting. Interesting. <coughs> interesting. Now, I will say this. There's the part of the show where, you know, I might lose some people, but I don't give a damn. 
Um, I, I will say this. When it comes to other cultures and athleticism, it just seems to me like they do have certain members of the media that treat it like it's just the best thing since sliced toast bread. Like, for example, back in 1998, 99, I'm not going to lie. I was a huge Sacramento Kings fan. I love the Sacramento Kings. And it was for one reason. It was because of Jason Williams, the white boy out of Florida with some nice handles, right? Now, he wasn't doing nothing that I ain't seen a thousand times from a guy like a Magic Johnson or, you know what I'm saying, AI. It was just the fact that he took the league by storm because here it is, this, this white kid from West Virginia out here with some mad handles, throwing the ball behind his back, and, and setting guys up with alley hoops and all that kind of stuff there, right? They dubbed him White Chocolate. Couple years later, y'all might know this guy, this Asian guy, went to an Ivy League school, played for the New York Knicks, had a little bit of handle, wasn't the best player in the world. His name was Jeremy Lin. And for a brief moment in time, he took the entire country by storm. They, they dubbed it Lynn Sanity. Now, it wasn't like Jeremy Lynn was, wasn't doing something that we ain't seen a thousand times, but it was just this aging guy with amazing talent, bouncing the ball between his legs and doing all these finesse moves. Now, I will say this. Once again, it seems to me that any culture, some, well, sometimes, if a guy is not black, and he got some elusive moves, or he got some swag a little bit. He got he can dance on beat. All of a sudden, it's just the greatest thing ever. Chris McCaffrey is talented, don't get me wrong. But I do feel that, you know, he is an anomaly, and they try to keep him at, at this spot. Just like Cooper Cup. I think they're going to try to keep him there. They tried to do it with Adam Thielen, justifiably so. But he kept on getting injured. Now it just seems like they're trying to hit the wagon on to Cooper Cup, just like they did with Jordan Nelson a couple of years back. I'm I'm saying these guys are talented. I, I'm not saying these guys aren't talented. I'm just saying sometimes if if, if a white guy, or Asian guy, or Hispanic guy got some swag, all of a sudden it's just you know the most amazing thing in the world. And I do feel like Chris McCaffrey, they may have something to do with it. Just like I feel like sometimes those guys don't get enough credit, like Hunter Renthrow. Hunter Renthrow is, is really good. I do feel like sometimes some of those guys don't get the recognition because they're white too. I do feel that way. So, But I just feel like if their, if their ability does kind of shine through a little bit or they have a real solid season, oh, they're going to amp that thing up. They're gonna amp that thing up, boy. They're gonna they gonna amp that, they're gonna amp that joint up. Like if if, if I mean, even like <laughs> even Luca Dantich, man. Like, seriously, like Luca is really talented. Like Luca a beast. But Luca is slow as molasses, and he got a little bit of a handle. So it's it's amazing. I mean, he he'll drop 40. Don't get me wrong, you know. Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird days, the great white hope. Exactly. You know, 
I mean, but look, I ain't about to discredit Larry Bird. Larry Bird was was really good. Like he was really good, and he had to be good during that time because nobody respected him. Like you know, black players didn't really respect these guys like that because they just felt like, man, bro, you ain't, you ain't got this this style like I got. <clears throat> so Larry Bird was given nothing, but yes, because Larry Bird was better than the rest, and he just so happened to be a white guy, they did elevate him. And I don't feel bad about saying this because any documentary that you see, you have members of the media that confess that they actually did this. They made it like a, a East Coast, West Coast thing. We want to talk about hip hop, East Coast, West Coast beef. That's where it started at with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. With Magic Johnson playing for the Lakers and you had Larry Bird playing for the Celtics. That Honestly, I feel like that blueprint is how hip hop, you know what I'm saying? The hip hop beef started. I think they followed that same format because don't get it twisted. These same people that own these record companies are rubbing elbows with these guys that's owning these teams, right? So let, let's, let's just be, let's just keep it a book, right? But I do feel that way. I do feel like if, if, a, if a, a individual that is not an African-American and they possess like certain skills like, they can dance on beat or, you know, they can jump a little higher than the most or, you know what I'm saying? They can put the ball behind their back and shoot a three. I just feel like they kind of just elevate that and make it seem like it's just better. And maybe some of us feel a certain way about that, to be honest with you folks, because <laughs> how many people we know that's not in the NBA, you know, they're probably in your hood that can do stuff like that. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I get why they do it, but it don't make it right um bro i'm just uh, ready to see the starting o and d uh get on the field to see how the offense will gel and get better every week and see how dominant id can actually be against good offensive teams i agree and philip like <clears throat> i i just feel this way man um it, it looks good on paper it does it, it looks good on paper but i need to see it in real time okay i, I can't really get excited until i actually see it start gelling um that's just that's just me because I've, I've seen some really good teams don't end up being what we thought they was going to be now i will say this if the saints don't come out the gate just wrecking shop it's okay because i do feel like you know you have a lot of new faces and it might take some time for them to connect just like i wouldn't be surprised if they do connect because of the talent and the professionalism they have on that team but either or you know so i'm reserving my judgment thank you for calling it out no problem we keep it real on on the state of saints podcast you know i'm not i i don't i don't sugarcoat i know sometimes some of the things i may say people may not agree with or i may make people upset but i'm not gonna hold my tongue and i you know and i'm definitely not gonna state the obvious and i don't feel you know what i'm saying i don't feel like i'm telling anybody something that they don't know if they just look deep down inside and just Follow the yellow brick road, if you will. <clears throat> Look at how different races of quarterback. They talk way different between the two. Look, I do feel like, and sometimes we can be guilty of this too, that we feel like if a, a quarterback is black, he ought to have a certain skill set. You know, they feel like automatically, you know what I'm saying, he, every black quarterback got to have a speed and the elusiveness of a Michael Vick arm strand of a Patrick Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? Like, but they come just like, you know, every quarterback comes in different shapes and sizes. 
And yes, you know what I'm saying? We we do know, and I'll give you a little history lesson. We know that a lot of coaches, a lot of organizations did not want to draft black quarterbacks because they felt like it was a thinking position. And you still got some people that probably feel that way. You know, you, you still got some people that feel that way. Talk to a couple of people, you, you'll you'll get to the bottom of it. It's those people that got the egg for the uh for the profile on on most of your social media platforms, right? You know what I'm saying? Too coward, too much of a a, a wuss to to express themselves and put a face on it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those type of folks, right? But we all know that 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 mode and that narrative is constantly being shattered. So. Yes, but there is talk like that. Facts. Call it like you see it. Hell, call it like we see it. You see it. I mean, I know I'm not tripping. I know I'm not tripping. I, I know I'm not. Media doesn't give us the attention we deserve and work for. Best way to get their attention is winning and often. I don't even think that worries, Brandon, because how many games have the Saints won? I think, what, Saints second in the last five years and wins? You know, I think they're right behind the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's still and they still up here second guessing these guys. And I don't know. I like Sean Payton; he was a great coach. Drew Brees was a great quarterback, but they all together collectively, the Saints only produced one Super Bowl. So I, I just say this: if Dennis Allen can give the Saints another Super Bowl and a couple of regular season wins over the next couple of years. Could he not be in a conversation, you know what I'm saying, the same conversation as a good a good or borderline great coach like Sean Payton? I mean, Sean Payton, Sean Payton was playing with house money. Sean Payton was playing with house money. The Saints did not have a winning pedigree when he got here. You had a couple winning seasons here and there, a little sprinkle of wins here, a little NFC West title there, you know, like NFC South title here, but no much, no, no, no winning culture. Right. So he came in this thing playing with house money. So anything he did that was positive was a step up from what we had. Dennis Allen is a little bit different because now we have something called expectations. Right. High expectations. And it's because of the the because of what Sean Payton did. But, you know, what I'm saying, but it, it's not like it can't be topped. It's not like it can't be achieved. If Dennis Allen, so seriously, if Dennis Allen stays with the Saints, let's just say he stays with the, them for like six or seven years, right? And the Saints win a Super Bowl, or they win two. Would he be considered as one of the greatest Saints coaches of all time? That definitely catapult him to probably over Jim Moore. Seriously. So it's just the expectations of it all. You know, I get it, right? People talking about no Sean Payton, no Drew Brees, but I'm like, they only, like, together as a group, they, we only got one Super Bowl out the deal as fans. So what what can this do? Like, if he comes in here and win a Super Bowl and give you some consistent consistent winning seasons, why can't we have that conversation about him? It's just different because, once again, like I said, Sean Payton set, the, set a new standard, a standard that we weren't used to. And some of us probably ain't never knew because – some of us only knew Sean Payton. We were probably old enough to appreciate Sean Payton. Because when he first got here, if it's like 2006, some of y'all was still crawling around your mama uh, living room table, your grandma living room table, right? 
are not old enough to appreciate football or understand how it works. So we're in 2022 and they still have franchise that only interviewed more than uh, qualified black coaches because they have uh, two. Now that's the NFL made the minority protocol. Well, Hart, I, I'm a I'm an advocate for uh, getting rid of that Ro- uh, Rooney rule. I, I don't want it. Um, Rooney rule kind of blocks uh, people from seeing the obvious. All right. Um, I don't want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to tolerate me. I want to talk to you because you want to tolerate me. I'm going to say that again. I don't want to talk to you because you have to tolerate me. I want to talk to you because you want to tolerate me. The Rooney rule, I don't know why you called me. I don't know if you called me because I'm a good coach. I don't know if you called me because of affirmative action. I don't know. But get rid of that Rooney rule, and we really going to see what's going on. And we really can call it out. Because right now, they can hide under the cloak of speculation. Well, I speculate that they didn't hire this dude because he was black. But or, or he didn't. we didn't uh, interview this dude because he was black. You get rid of that Rooney rule, you will see. It will it will reveal. It will reveal what we already, you know what I'm saying, what, what we need to see. Seriously. I say this all the time. You know, people ask me, you know, you know I was talking to somebody um, when I was at the, uh, the radio station. I said, I interview anybody. I will interview a person, you know what I'm saying, as a member of you know what I'm saying of a Ku Klux Klan. I'm serious. I, I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate to say it like this, but at least I know where the dudes stand. How many people, you know what I'm saying, like have been robbed out of opportunities? And you guessing, you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe, you know what I'm saying, they decide to go with a more qualified person. You know what I'm saying? Deep down inside, they probably judge you based as soon as you walk into the room. But how would you know that? How would you know that? You don't. Get rid of the Rooney rule, and I guarantee you, you're going to see who really wants you to be there, who really wants you to have a seat at the table. Bump all this stuff. That's not that's not helping anything. When you put rules in place, it, some rules are necessary, but when you put rules in place, man, it just, they're, they're designed to conceal people's prejudices, uh, people's, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, like just people like shortcomings. That's what they do. So get rid of the rule. And let's see who really going to get these jobs. Let's see who really going to get these interviews. Sorry, folks, if I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm losing some folks. Well, no, I'm not. Not sorry. The fact that the Saints managed to, to go 17-9 and nine over the last three years with five different quarterbacks and only one still a starter in the NFL. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Got 180 people watching this right now. Ask that you hit the like button if you didn't already. And also subscribe if you have not already. Uh, if you remember Jim Moore, you're old school. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm 36 years old. I remember Jim Moore. If Dennis Allen wins a ring or two with Jameis, that would be even more impressive considering than what Sean Payton and Drew did. I disagree. I feel like it's going to – hear me out with this, Brandon. I feel like it's the same. I feel like it's the same. Hear me out. Drew Brees was a quarterback for the San Diego Chargers that never really had a chance because the organization didn't believe in him. They wanted Phillip Rivers. He had good moments. 
a la Jameis Winston. He had some ups and downs, a la Jameis Winston, but he didn't have a team that, that believed in him, a la Jameis Winston. He ends up coming to the Saints and a coach that nobody really knew about, right? Didn't know what he can bring to the table to a snake-bitten franchise. Collectively, to date, in 2006, if you was to ask you, ask any Saints fan, you're confident that a six-foot-tall, 209-pound quarterback and a head coach that has never been a head coach in the league yet is going to produce one Super Bowl championship for a snake-bitten franchise, I don't think a lot of people would have took that bet. You got the same scenario. Jameis Winston rode off by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rode off by some of their fans, rode off by the media, not saying that they're good enough, going to a team that people don't think are good enough to win anything. And then you have Dennis Allen, who has unanswered questions, just like Sean Payton did when he signed on the dotted line. So I feel like this could be a recipe for the same thing to happen again. I just think that, Brandon, you feel this way is because one book has already been written and one has yet to put anything on the page just yet. So it's easy for us to go back in time and be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Look at it from the present and go back in time and say, oh, man, it's worked out versus living in the now. You know, so it's the same to me. Seriously. The only difference is, once again, expectations. Expectations. That's the only difference. If this was one, it's the same situation. You got a brand new coach who's unproven and a quarterback who's unproven. Sean Payton, unproven coach. Drew Brees, unproven quarterback. Won some games, but still was unproven. So I, I think it's the same. I don't think it's any different. I think I think it's the same situation. The only difference is it's two different, uh, different coach and a different quarterback. That's exactly what I'm saying, TJ Haye, man, because of his skills and his talent, uh, not just because they're just trying to paint a good picture. Everyone deserves a fair shot. I agree. And once again, get rid of that rule and you'll find out the real deal, Holyfield. Uh, why will um why we got to play in London and take one of our home games? I don't like that going overseas. Money, 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 money. That's what it's about, Eugene. Money. It's about trying to get that market overseas. That's that's what it's about, man. Get that Skrilla. Uh, it's because uh he's a number one uh pick, black quarterback, and want him to fail. But God got a plan for him. Uh, the stars have a line because the Saints giving him a chance. Well, look, yeah, he was the number one overall pick. But it's not like this dude hasn't had success in the league. I'm sorry. Like, I everybody took points to that 2019 year, but it's not as if this dude didn't play any. They act as if this dude only played that year. He was a solid quarterback during that time on a, on a franchise that was, was not very good at bringing people in to try to help help him win. So. I don't know, man. I just think that – I just think that it's um, – man, shouts out to – I was talking to uh, Jeff after the show, Jeff Nowak, and he was talking about how, you know, somebody, you know, said that he was – you know, Jameis is goofy. Like, they they talk about how, you know what I'm saying, he's goofy. And I think that 
a lot of people look at his personality and they just say oh that ain't it right and because they they see him like because Jameis, man look you, you got to be comfortable in your skin to be Jameis winston like to have that type of personality to to be as awkward as he can be sometimes you got to be comfortable in your own skin and i just think that people just look at him and they don't see quarterback because they're you know what I'm saying like everybody got to be so serious right you got to have a uh, you got to bring a suitcase to work every single day you got to button your button all the way to the top and you know you can't have like any type of personality that shine through and be a quarterback right that's that's how they feel about it but I don't think a person's personality should indicate what they're going to be able to do on the field and I just think that that's what people are doing and it's just like I just don't like that that narrative, that whole narrative that Jameis Winston is an unfixable quarterback. But I've seen guys with lesser talent and less ability, you know, come in to another organization if the first one didn't pan out and they play serviceable. And once again, none of them had the talent of a Jameis Winston. None of them. Uh, let's see. As a black quarterback, I love for Jameis to succeed. Far past Jeff Blake and Brooks, he can do it. Um, I like. I just want to see this. I want to see this guy do well. I mean, this is personality and what he does, and how how fully committed he is uh, to wanting to be great. It makes you want to root for him. So I hope that he he does find success. Saints will be in the Super Bowl this year. I feel it. I, I hope it. I hope they do. Uh, you said a mouthful. If DA and Jameis win a rank and two together over the next handful of years, you could uh, probably uh, put them in the top five of the current coach quarterback duos in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. That might be a little tough. I mean, you got some. I mean, Dan Faust, Don Coriel, Bill Walsh, uh, Joe Montana. I don't know, man. John Elway, uh, Mike Shanahan. Man, they got some they got some coaches out here. Bart, Bart Starr, Vince Lombardi, right? I mean, Chuck Knowles, Terry Bradshaw. That's that's tough, man. That's tough. That's tough. Uh Roger, uh Roger Starback and um Tom Landry. So that, that's some tough company, man. You gotta you gotta do something to be in that number. TJ, every uh, three points to AK not being suspended this year. So how much meaningful uh, tick can the uh, backs uh, bring him uh, really uh, get outside garbage time? Um, I'm not sure, man, but I mean, you still need some guys. I mean, the running back position, you got to be able to have some depth there. Guys get nicked all the time. So you still need somebody out there that you can count on. Uh, Mark Ingram, I feel like you know he still has something left in the tank, but I mean he getting up there. You know what I'm saying? He he has had some injuries over the last couple of years, so you got to be mindful of that. So one of these young guys gonna be have to be able to step up uh, when they when they number is called. Marshawn had arguably the best season last year. Clamped Devontae Adams uh, with a broken hand and still got slighted. Nobody cares though, King Arthur. Nobody cares. Too busy looking at Jair Alexander, Jalen Ramsey, and you know, all I mean, those guys need to be looked at, but and it's crazy. 
You know, it, it's crazy because this dude playing a division with Tom Brady. You would think that people would be paying attention to him playing, you know, versus the Bucks, but it seemed like it don't even matter. TJ did the sucking ear fan. <laughs> it betrayed the chat. I thought I picked up the scent of mediocrity. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I guess so, man. I mean, yeah, they came in here, man. But I mean, I must say, you know, they they Bucks fans came in this thing, but I mean, at least they respectful about it. I mean, they ain't just absolutely disrespectful about it. They 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 express their fandom, but they ain't just being bad disrespectful. So I can appreciate that. Uh, would you say that uh, Drew and Sean were the issue as to why we didn't make the Super Bowl the last three years? If Dennis Allen accomplished that goal, uh, I can tell you this: um, you 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 would have to, <laughs> you would have to. Look, I love Sean Payton, but Sean Payton got in his way uh, many a times in big moments. Uh, and Drew Brees in the postseason, I'm sorry, I'm about to make some folk mad, but he did not play well. He he was not good, man. Like. He was average, right? And um, you got to be able to make some plays. Like, guys can uh, – players clamp down, teams clamp down in the postseason, but, dude, you're supposed to be, like, above that. You, I mean, you can see the defense coming before it actually gets there. You're supposed to be able to dissect that. So, yes. Yes, I do. I absolutely believe that. You know, and especially if uh, Dennis Allen wins with this team, you know, especially if he leads them to, you know – if he starts out like Matt LaFleur has started out in Green Bay, and let's just say, for example, out of out of those three years, he ended up going to the Super Bowl, I think you have to concede. Now, I will say this. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. 2018, I think we all can agree the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl. Okay, so let's just go. I'm going to put an asterisk by that. Okay, so we're going to talk like, talking about the three years. Let's Let's just say, Two out of the three years, because we know the Saints should have been a Super Bowl in 2018. I, I'm not even I'm not gonna hold them accountable for that. I mean, we know the Saints should have been in a Super Bowl. So, but yes, you know, there were times where I felt that the New Orleans Saints uh were held back because of those two individuals. Yes, I do. You know. Uh let's see. Drew uh, choked in the biggest moments, interception after the no code. Yeah, but still, man, should man, still, man, it shouldn't have been no no code. I mean, it shouldn't have been no interception. Should have been, it, it, it should have, they should have been able to wind that clock down to win the game. But I will say, I will, I gotta say this. I got to say this. Drew Brees throws the pass down the field. I mean, he gave it everything he had down that field, man. Uh, and Ted again, Jr. caught it right before the two-minute warning. It was almost like a desperation pass. The Saints needed it. First play, first down, right? All you had to do was run the football. Run the freaking football, right, to wear down the clock. And on first down, Drew Brees tries to throw a quick slant to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas didn't catch the ball because he threw it at the man's knees and it stopped the clock. So it forced the Saints to actually have to throw the football on third down. If they would have just ran the ball, and I get it, right? They were upset. I mean, they were, they, they felt there's, you know, if they could get that quick slant, but it stopped the clock. All you had to do was first down, run 
the freaking football. All you had to do was run the football. Who cares if they knew you was running the football? And I get it. You got Aaron Donald in the middle. You know what I'm saying? You might be able to have to lose some yards. But look, that's just a, that's just the price you have to take. You know what I'm saying? You got to look. My best versus your best. Let's make it happen, Captain. You know what I'm saying? You run that thing towards Ram check. Well, yeah, you run that thing towards Ram check. You run that thing towards Armstead and try to make it do what it do. And but tick, 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 tick. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's make this thing move. And on third down, it can be decision time, right? But throwing the ball, that's that's that, drawing the ball and having an incompletion that close and a game that close, that's equivalent to giving a team a timeout. So, yes, I do feel like if that if that one, like I, I think if we want to go back and talk about that game, that's one. That was a dumb decision based on like the situations. One thing I, that bothered me about Sean Payton was when he, he made things more complicated than what they had to be. It sometimes it felt like he was he was coaching against himself. And I think that was a lot of times that kind of cost the Saints in big moments, in big games that they actually needed. I, I really do. I mean, doing triple reverses when you're getting positive yards by running up the middle, just stunting the momentum. Uh, the game versus the Giants when Jameis Winston uh, completed 10 straight passes in a row would have been 11 if it wasn't for holding the call. And you bring Taysom Hill in the game to try to throw the ball down the field. Like, what Like what, what was the purpose of that? It, it's stuff like that. Yes, I, I do feel like there were moments that uh Sean Payton play calling cost the Saints game. If Mike T catches uh that quick slant, it would have been a touchdown. Uh no, it wouldn't. No, no. <laughs> Mike, it wouldn't have been a touchdown, but it, it would have been like a five-yard game. It would have been like a five-yard game. The 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 cornerback was right there, <clears throat> but he if you would have caught it, it would have been like a five-yard gain, and it still would have been like second and five which is manageable. And now you would have been like, okay, I got two downs to get five yards, right? So if you was to go on, like, so if you ran the ball on second down, hopefully you can get like a yard or two. So that was set up like third and four. And then you can try to throw the football to try to get a first down. And if you do that, then we ain't even having this conversation. I, I just feel like time management, that time management and, and the play calling, it sucked. It sucked. That's why you're the best when it comes to the Saints, bro. Brandon, I appreciate that, man. Shout out to my guy, Brandon. Uh, the play was a run call. Drew checked out of it. I mean, regardless. <laughs> regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, was just, it was just a bad play all around. Peyton likes to try to show off sometimes. Uh, who knows? Probably could have won back-to-back two Bowl 17-18. I think, look, I don't, like, I, I will say this. I don't know if they would have beat Philadelphia in 2017. I, I don't know. They, they were a good team. They was about as deep as we was back in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they were deep. They were deep on that, on that Philadelphia Eagles team. I don't know if we would have won, but we should at least been in the NFC Championship game. At least. I don't know if we would have won. I, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. But I know we would have put up a better effort than Case Keenum and the Vikings. I can take that. Uh, it was a touchdown, bro. Oh, okay. if it was a touchdown. I mean, look, I'm going to take your word for it because you you work there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look, Brandon, he works in the Superdome, so he has a bird eye view. He on, he on the field. So if you say it was a touchdown, I'll take your word for it. 
I, I was watching it from from my television screen. So if you say that, Brandon, it was a touchdown. You you were there. I'm talking about this man on a this man on the goal line. So I'm gonna take your word for it. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had an open field to the end zone, but maybe I remember it differently. My, I mean, look, top, I mean, Brandon once again, my guy works in the Superdome, so I'm. He says it, you said it, so I'm. I'm. I'm gonna just go ahead and I. I can see y'all right. It should. It was a touchdown. I gotta go back and take a look at the play. I'm gonna go back and take a look at that play when it's over. But I agree. You know, I mean, don't get no better than somebody was actually there at the time. Uh, two plays uh, to Mike T. The Rams was on uh, that play. Bad play calling by Sean. Uh, not to mention somebody. Somebody go back if if somebody got some time. Got a few minutes. If you you got some time and you can do this. If you can pull up that game and that that play right after the two men and warning with the quick slant, somebody tell me what that play looked like. Somebody tell me what that play looked like. And if you can't do it now, if somebody's watching this uh, later on and you got some time, make sure you put that in the comments at the end of the show. Not to mention we gave up a 10-point lead at home. Should never have come down to the no call anyway. I agree. Uh, We would have put up a better fight against the Eagles that year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Really, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. I mean, it was basically a miracle that got them there, but don't get me started with 2020. We had AK Hung just saying, and he, and he was playing pretty well. You know, they, they didn't have no answer for they didn't have no answer for Alvin Kamara, especially in the passing game. They didn't have any answer for them. Linebackers could not cover this dude. So, I mean, <clears throat> it was a little bit of a struggle with Sue and Donald in the middle. I will say that it was hard for the Saints to run up the middle. But still, who cares? Okay, just hold on to the ball, make it hot. You know what I'm saying? High and tight, and make sure that you're on fumble. You know, let's let just let's just make that happen. Doesn't make it do what it do. Tim, thank you very much for the five dollars. Said TJ, I just went uh, to watch the NFC Championship game again. Oh my God, is actually so painful. Like my heart still uh, drops. I, I mean, I have I have yet to go back to watch that game. And honestly. That Super Bowl, Rams versus Patriots, that's one Super Bowl I have never watched. I've never watched. I mean, it wasn't good anyway. It sucked. Probably that was just, you know, the guys like, you know what I'm saying, like getting their revenge on them screwing the Saints over. But <clears throat> I never watched that Super Bowl, ever. I never watched it, never intend on watching. Don't care. Do not care. I couldn't tell you one play that happened in that game. Yeah, and, and that, that I mean, serious. That was the one. That's one who I never watched. I couldn't tell you like one play that happened in that game at all. And I made it. I made it a mission not to read about, uh, hear any of the coverage that of that Super Bowl at all. It's probably the most I went when some actual football, some meaningful football was on, and I didn't look at it. TJ, do you think this year's roster is the most balanced? I feel like it's either one-sided or the other of the ball has been a strength up till this season. I think that this is the most on paper complete roster the Saints have ever had on paper. I, I don't know if it, it, it will be. I mean, the most complete roster you got to concede to the Super Bowl team, even though I just felt like I don't feel like that was the Saints best roster. I feel like the 2018 Saints was the Saints best roster. Uh, but um as far as like overall talent, ability, leadership, all the things that the check marks that you need, I feel like this team has it all. They got it. 
they got Stephen A out here saying that Jameis isn't Drew Brees. Yeah, he's the same dude that was saying we couldn't win with Drew uh when he was playing. I get you know, and got you know, you gotta <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, look, I ain't gonna say that, man. Stephen A he always seemed to get Drew Brees some credit. He always, you know what I'm saying, would get Drew Brees some credit. I, I never really seen him like really just bad mountain Drew Brees like that. I, I don't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I never really just seen him bad mountain Drew Brees. He always get Drew's uh Drew Brees credit for being great. He's always like would talk about the Saints like ineptitude, you know what I'm saying? Like in they and they shortcomings. But I ain't never really just seen him like just not give Drew Brees credit for being a great quarterback. He always seemed like he had a little bit of respect for Drew. Why would you choose to watch the game again? Talk about self torture. Nah, I ain't I ain't, I ain't, I ain't never watch that game. It's certain things that I just I just don't want to see. Like I just stroll past. Like Marshawn Lynch Beast Quake playoff run. Um the Minneapolis Miracle. Uh 2018 controversial nine call. Like if I see that on the line, I I I mean I just kind of just fast forward. Those are some Saints moments, man. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> that ain't it. <clears throat> Tim, thank you very much for the ten dollars. Says it was a quick slant. Uh, from the left side to uh, Michael Thomas, Drew looked so nervous throwing it. He always had those moments where his nerves were too high and he would crack and throw it into the ground. Okay, but did it look like he would have scored on the play, Tim? Uh, but thank you for the ten dollars. You know, just, just let me know, man. Let me know if you know, in your opinion. I mean, I got Brandon. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting my guy, man. Like I said, man, he, you know, what I'm saying, shots out to him, man. He works at the Superdome, works at the Smoothie King Center. And he had a bird's eye view. So I'm going to trust my boy because he was there. I like Stephen A. Smith, but I'm interested to see what his Steelers do this year now that Big Ben is gone. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, quarterback play looking real good, man. You know what I'm saying? Quarterback looking real good, man. So I, I don't know, man. They, <clears throat> he was making some plays. So, you know what I'm saying? A rookie was out there doing his thing. So I, I don't know. I mean, Big Ben, you can make an argument. He was setting them boys back, man, because he he didn't like I'm going to give Big Ben a benefit of the doubt. I really feel like the team, the organization convinced him to come back. I, I mean, I really do. I really feel like they convinced him to come back. I don't think it. I think he played, but I don't think his heart was like really fully into it. I think he knew like his time was up. All right. But Kenny Pickett has been playing well, man. And then George Pickens looking like, you know, what I'm saying a straight bully out there. So. They they got themselves, you know, they 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 got a chance to have their AJ Green Andy Dalton connection. I know, you know, what I'm saying some people might scoff at that, but AJ Green and Andy Dalton had some really good years together. Um, let's see. The sad thing was Drew was playing well until that fumble from Cook. Then everything went downhill completely. I don't know about that, man. I don't know. I, I playing well i don't know man not i feel like there's well random and there's drew Brees. well that wasn't that wasn't drew Brees playing well it wasn't it, it was not um i guess considered like most quarterbacks that's probably average that would be well i'm gonna just say uh, compared to drew Brees standards uh, that was below average even before the fumble 
uh then everything went downhill completely now i, I will say that that was a deal breaker the saints were driving because it was right after it was the start of the second half and they they had the momentum uh not saying it's cook's fault no nah, it was his fault but that seems to be a turning point no nah, it was his fault it was his fault because the saints the saints were i i want to say they i want to say they made a stop got the ball back and they were driving down the field and it was like a third and seven he converted and then the dude just fumbled the football like i don't know man he, he got the first down and more and he just fumbled and i feel like that was the turning point Stephen a sticks <laughs> i don't know if you meant to do that uh, it just was a coincidence Stephen a sticks to the most obvious good saints players it's always just surface level the lack of research is so apparent yeah i mean it's a gift man sometimes like when you're on the radio or you're doing broadcasting of any type you got to have the gift of gap man you got to be able to fake it to make it sometime but here's the thing eugene um what they say you can't bull ish a bull itter you know what i'm saying like you can't bull ish me and i don't feel like they can bull ish you you know i know somebody phoning it in and when they like really know what the hell they're talking about it's an art it's an art folks it's an art you know you got you can kind of read between the lines you know when they start talking about narratives that happened back in 2017 2015 like you said surface players without really having you know can talk about the uh the meat but no potatoes yeah i know what i'm talking about yeah, Cook Fumble is what turned the momentum in that game against the Bucks. Anyone else notice TJ hit anyone with the Bishop Bowwinkle yet tonight? I mean, it's pretty, pretty solid, but you know, I'll go ahead and do it. Just just to set the night off, right? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. I also hit you with the Oh hell no. Hit you with the shot, McBride. Oh, hell no. Now we got enough hell no's for the day. <laughs> unless somebody just, okay, unless somebody just, I'm surprised, man, because normally somebody would hit me with a troll comment just so they can hit, because I can hit them with the bullwinkle. <laughs> you normally would do that, but everybody, you know, just kind of just been asking, uh, asking questions and giving comments. So now, now we got that out of the way unless i missed it if you discussed it already no no nah, I, I didn't i didn't hit anybody let me see uh t i guess this is what you're talking about tj i think they announced it after your podcast earlier today what are your thoughts on the winston suspension well it's 11 games uh five million dollars i'm pretty sure he reached in his back pocket and just gave it to him look i i don't know what to think about this look um regardless of what happened with uh deshaun with Deshaun Watson, um, somebody was going to be upset about it, regardless. Like, they could have suspended this dude for a year. Some people would have said, nah, kick him out the league. If they would have kicked him out the league, and people were like, man, that's too much. Um, something had to get done. They they had to make a statement. And... um. Here's the issue. I know some people were upset and some people are still upset, but here's the issue. 
Um, when a court throws a case out, I mean, what what can they do? You know what I'm saying? Because at this particular point, I mean, you gotta you gotta respect these dudes. You know, innocent until proven guilty of stance. Because I mean, basically, you just suspended him based on speculation, and you gotta be careful with that. And I'm not look. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but um, you gotta have to respect the judicial system, and you know, in, like we can't be like you know, let the court of public opinion just automatically just make this dude guilty. Especially if, you know what I'm saying, everybody ain't ain't being 100, ain't being a buck. You know, like, so they had to do something. It's 11 games. If you think about it, he didn't play at all last year. And then he's going to miss another 11 games. So if you want to be technical about it, he's already missed almost two years of football. Right? This would be a total. Okay, 17. So it'll be what 28 games he missed? It'd be like it'll be 28 games he, he has missed as a quarterback due to this situation. Now, that's that's almost two years of football this dude ain't played. If if we want to be technical about it, even though I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Two years. I mean, he's been out for two years. I know it, I know it's kind of wrapped up in people are like oh you know what i'm saying they need to do something but the dude didn't play in almost two years let's see that bishop bowwinkle was how i felt after this caught that ball <laughs> tim thank you very much for the five dollars says imagine if we would have made it to the super bowl in 2017 2018 and 2020 and we talking three rings in four years and four rings for the franchise overall yeah that would have been great but if ifs was a fifth we all would be drunk if i didn't have kids i would have been paying the child's <laughs> uh tj if you didn't make them kids you wouldn't have uh, to pay child support oh, okay dj who paying child support who paying child support man i mean look i, I ain't look i ain't even getting into that god bless you it's 50 50 on if mike t would have scored uh <laughs> very congested on that play okay Okay. Goodell let it be known that the NFL won a year, so the shield looks like uh it looks a little vulnerable to settle for less. Man, please. We I, it's all about optics with the National Football League. We know that. I know it, you know it, the world knows it. Um, but I'm gonna read a few more, man, because it's after 12 o'clock here in South Carolina, and uh I'm pretty sure John Madden is being downloaded right now and it's done uh on my uh xbox series x so gonna go ahead and play me a couple games of madden before i call it a night but i'm gonna read a few more it says i wouldn't be surprised if the saints Bengals week five game is moved to a sunday night game would love that that would be interesting tj who starts at tight end this year uh adam troutman uh <laughs> another case against the lamestream media uh brady lee's training camp and you haven't heard a word about it oh boy I gotta hit this for the first time, man. Look, we, we got the new side. I gotta hit you with this one, man. Message. For real. You, you you said that. I ain't hear nothing. Have you heard something? I haven't heard anything, right? I ain't I ain't heard it either. So I guess because people are talking about it's a personal matter, but I will say this. Like I, I, to be fair, um, when Tyra Matthew was away, 
And you know what I'm saying? We were like, man, like people weren't really discussing it like that, except for like Saints fans, like among us. Like, you know, we were talking about it, but the media kind of respected, you know what I'm saying, his his privacy. So that, that but that is a hell of a point, though. That's a hell of a point. Uh TJ, you don't give Jawan a chance to start. No, I do not. Uh Juwan, I mean Juwan Johnson gonna play, but Adam Troutman is the starting tight end. TJ interested in joining a fantasy team league with some members of the chat. Um, I'd be open to something like that. The only thing about it is, <laughs> when it comes to fantasy football, I, I tend to forget and 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 not be as dialed in and focused. Like sometimes I forget, you know, what I'm saying I lose because I I started somebody that's on a bye week. Um, I I try to give it a shot. You know, I wouldn't mind knowing it. I don't know how good I would be with it, <laughs> but I, I would, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't mind doing it. Ironic, they suspended eleven and bringing him back for the Texans for the storyline. Once again, message. Uh, man, like a pimp, we keep giving, uh, getting punk, and we keep. Man, you ain't lying for real. We we all have Stockholm syndrome <laughs> when it comes to Madden. I I I know I do. I ain't gonna lie. I I'm I'm I know I'm a hypocrite. I'm just being serious. Like, but I will say if if they had another outlet, if two K if two K start making simulated football games, I'm out. I'm I'm not buying Madden no more. That's a wrap. It's over. Madden will never get another dollar from me if two K start making football games. I don't care if it's the same price. I don't care if it's a little bit more. Madden would never, Madden will not get another dime from me. But it's just like it's the only game in town. It's like, like I, I know some people know what I'm talking about. It's like standing at that small town, right? And they only got one store. And that store owner treat everybody like guard, you yelling and screaming at you and stuff like that. And you're like, man, I hate going in this store, but it's the only way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like uh you know having to go to that store you ain't got no car to get to, to you know what I'm saying the the other store that's like ten miles up the road you know it's that's just kind of what it is TJ are you confident in our defensive tackle generating a lot of pressure up the middle if they get Malcolm Brown back I would be but no I'm not right now but I think they'll do a good job when it comes to you know when it comes to like a uh, run defense because they always do. If you admit you're a hypocrite, you're not a legit hypocrite. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. But look, I, I talk about Madden all the time, you know, and I still buy it. I still bought it. So, yes, I I, I do. There's, there's a there's a tad bit of hypocrisy about that. But here's the thing, man. Look, y'all know me, man. I don't sugarcoat. You know, I, like if I did something or said something, you know, I own up to it. You know, I, I mean – Ain't no need to try to fake the funk, you know. I like playing. I like playing football games. It's not so much Madden, you know, but it's just the only game in town. Literally, uh, you can tell the developers of Madden don't give a you know what about improving the game at all. Yeah, they might do one stutter step that looked different from last year. Uh, you know, might put some type of oh, you know, double catch mode. Uh, who cares, man? They they not really trying this hard. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've been on the Xbox 360 
for you know what I'm saying for the last couple of weeks. And the the things that they put on Madden on those games, you can tell like they really cared. They really tried. Now it's like Madden is like that that hip hop rapper that's been around and that has reached legendary status, right? And he just feels like anything that he puts out, people are gonna listen to because of who he is. That's that's Madden. That's the that's the the prime de- you know that's the prime definition of Madden, right? They've re- it's a legendary video game, and they know it. <laughs> they know it, and they know everybody gonna do it. They are the hip hop artists. They are the Jay Z. They are the Ti. Right. I'm not saying that those guys not still spitting, but all I'm saying is like when you reach a certain status, you know, your numbers are going to do something. You know what I'm saying? Every single time because of who you are. But final thought, big game uh, for some of these guys. Week two of preseason. You know, you get opportunity to go out there, put some more things on tape. If it doesn't pan out with the Saints, at least you'll get opportunity to, you know, you know, show it to someone else. Maybe somebody else will be able to look at it. Look, I'm looking for ball security uh, in this game. Uh, way too sloppy. Way too many turnovers for my liking. Uh, I I, I want to see some more sustainable drives. These turnovers resorted in Houston, Texas, making points, getting points, at least field goals. Let's try to – I'm looking for ball security. I'm looking for very little turnovers. I'm also looking for Ian Book to play better. You know, like, look, I understand it's going to be a long shot for him making a team, but let's just see some improvement. Let's see if you can actually uh, play a little bit better. Um, You start to, like, kind of gel a little bit uh, with some of those players towards the end of the game, but let's see if you can actually sustain some drives. Also looking at these running backs, Devon Zigbo, too much tap dancing for me. I didn't know if I was watching a running back or – uh gregory hines back in the day or savion glover playing on sesame street it was too much tap dance i mean way too much tap dancing for my liking let's see if he can actually just hit the hole and try to get some more positive yards abram smith ran really well but let's see if he can hold on to the ball um tony jones jr i have absolutely no problem with him he's the greatest preseason running back of all time and uh offensive line i i want to see a better showing like especially from that, that second unit uh, the second unit, I need to see more improvement from them. Hopefully, uh, the, the chemistry is a little bit better in this game. And I want to see the ball get down the field. It, it was like I didn't really see too many deep passes down the field. I would like to see the Saints uh, offense kind of stretch the field. Like, even if it was like, honestly, even if it results in a turnover, let's try to see if we can get a little aggressive and try to push that thing. You know, I, I want to see that. So hopefully we'll probably see that uh, from the first group to see what it can actually look like in real time. And also, I would like to see Chris Olave in the end zone. If they can dial up a play to see if, you know, Chris Olave can get behind the defense and score, that would be pretty cool as well, right? I mean, it wouldn't mean anything, but I'm pretty sure it'll mean a lot to him, especially since it would be his first touchdown. But those are some of the things that I'm looking for. Um, and also, I want them to win the battle of attrition, of course. Okay, I don't want to see any injuries. Last game, I didn't see anybody on the injury report, and that's a positive. So if we can keep that momentum going and into the regular season, the Saints should be just fine. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. I ask that you hit the like button on your way out. I ask that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, Make sure that you uh, share the videos. 
Also, you can check out the State of the Saints podcast Facebook page, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And yes, we will be live tomorrow uh, for the second preseason game, Saints versus the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau. We will be talking about that game. We'll be breaking it down. This this particular show, we definitely 100% will be opening up the phone lines, okay? Uh, we will open up the phone lines. I want to get your take on it. I want to talk a little bit about what you felt, what the Saints need to do. So we're going to be doing all that tomorrow. Uh, next week, once again, I'm going to try to get Ross Jackson on the show on next week uh, to talk a little bit about Saint, the New Orleans Saints. And also, I'm going to try to get my guy, Raymond Parts III, RP3 from RP3 and Company on the show. So hopefully he'll be available as well. Keep it locked right here to the State of the Saints podcast for all your New Orleans Saints news. This is the podcast that talks New Orleans Saints. This is the State of the Saints podcast. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?